17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning drive. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Winning Drive Podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of the Glenn and Rita Show on 105.7 The Fan with my guy Cordell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports and the Ravens reporter for 105.7 The Fan. And Ravens uh, host the Cleveland Browns this weekend, Cordell. And an interesting matchup currently uh, at the moment. All four NFC North teams are eligible for the playoffs. Now, obviously, the playoffs uh, are a long way from now. We're only midway through the season. But I think that's important to acknowledge because it says a lot about what this division is like and how, you know, very competitive it is. And the Browns have been competitive thus far, even with the injuries that they dealt with at the quarterback position because Deshaun Watson has been out, you know, for a few weeks. But he did return last week against Arizona now, and and he beat Arizona pretty handily. Now, Arizona had not Josh Dobbs and not Kyler Murray, um, a guy that, you know, many people do not know playing. So I'm sure that that played a big role into why they were extremely dominant. But nonetheless, they win. They're five and three. The Ravens are coming into this matchup seven and two. So let's start with the defensive side for the Ravens against that offense for the Browns. Um, Now, from the DVOA perspective, it's not going to look that great in terms of their offense because they've missed um, Deshaun Watson on there. They're currently ranked 28th. And again, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that Deshaun Watson um, had missed some time. And yes, they did um, score handedly on Sunday's game, but they still have some ways to go to kind of bring themselves back up to make up for the weeks that he was out against this Ravens defense that is currently ranked two in DVOA. Um, But we know that, you know, they are first in sacks, first in um, scoring, so, and, and, and points per game. So, um, I'm in ninth in scoring. So they're ninth in scoring first in points per game and first in sacks. So when you look at this matchup and correct me if I'm wrong here, I believe that I saw a report that their left tackle is not playing. And so there's a rookie that will be playing Uh in place of their current left tackle. Um, When you look at this matchup, because they're on paper, this offense is good. They have a pretty good offense. They brought Kareem Hunt back um, after what happened to Nick Chubb. They have Amari Cooper and, you know, they have Donovan Peoples-Jones and um, their tight end is really good. So uh, when you look at this, you know, and we've sit here and talked about, oh, these other teams, the the Bengals and the Seahawks was all going to give these guys problems. But essentially the Ravens handled their business defensively. Do you consider this to be a challenge for them now that Deshaun Watson is under center? Uh, I mean, (laughs) Tell us how you really feel, friend. <laughs> not, not really a challenge because of him. Um, I think it'll be a challenge because it's a division game and yeah. the Browns are going to give them their best shot. Um, especially they are, they know how important this game is. They look in the division, like you said earlier, every AFC North team is in the postseason as of right now, still very early in the season, but it just makes these games even more meaningful, especially considering Cleveland has already lost the first one. So I do think that this is an offense that is healthier um, to a degree. Like you mentioned, the offensive line already has 
um, some health issues as well. Watson is back, but he's not fully back. You know, he this is still a guy that I think is I think he's going to be dealing with this shoulder injury um, pretty much for the rest of the season. Um, so he's playing through it. I look at obviously having Deshaun Watson there is an upgrade over PJ Walker or Dorian Thompson Robinson. Um, so I'll, I'll admit that, but I still don't look at this offense and specifically Deshaun Watson and say, Oh, he scares me. They scare me. This is, you know, I, I just don't, um, they yeah. can run the ball you know, they, they want to run the ball that, you know, that, um, but the Ravens and I had my, it, I, I had my concerns about the Ravens rush, rush defense early in the season. You that's did. Gone away. That that's gone. <laughs> um, so I I just what, what has changed your mind? The the uh, interior linemen stepping yeah. up. Yeah, really, the way that they've been playing as of late. I mean, their stunt game is probably the best in the league, and they don't just do it. And I mean, obviously, and as a pass rushing unit, the stunts are, are crazy. But even in the run game, I mean, Michael Pierce and Justin Matabike are just playing out of this world in the middle of Travis that. Jones has played Travis well too. Jones don't don't leave him really, out. No, for sure. Travis Jones has been a, a, a part of that rotation. Brody is still a part of that rotation as well. Yep. Um, and those linebacks, I mean, every the whole unit is just so good right now. I think in the run game, they're forcing teams to be one dimensional. And I just don't think Deshaun Watson scares me. I'd look at this and I think. I, right now, I don't know who's better between Deshaun Watson and Geno Smith. To be honest with you, I don't, <laughs> I don't. And that's that's honestly what I think when I look at this team. I look at the Browns and the kind of how they get theirs in the passing game, similar to how the Seahawks get theirs. Every now and then, sure, they may hit you over the top to something. To Amari Cooper. I mean, we saw Amari Cooper score this past Sunday on a touchdown that came off the, on a ball that came off somebody's helmet, like and right. it in the end zone. I mean, that's the kind of fluke stuff that's happening. I, I just don't think that some of that's, I just don't think their offense will be very successful against the Ravens. I think you're going to see a lot of three and outs. I think you're going to see some drive stall out towards midfield. They may settle for some field goals or try to, um, but I just don't think that the Browns are going to be able to put up many points. I, I just think, that Watson is going to look more like a runner than a passer in this game. And I think that's going to bode well for the Ravens. I agree with you on that. Um, you know, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I don't know how healthy Deshaun Watson really is. Um, you know, that injury is not something that necessarily goes away. It takes time and he's missed multiple games already um, with it. And that was his first game back. Now, obviously he could continue to feel better and it, it might get better. I'm just making the, the, the point of, you know, um, it potentially still being a problem for him that it affects his throwing uh, motion. It affects what he wants to do downfield. I do think that they have good players that can compensate for his shortcomings. Like you mentioned, the touchdown or the pass that, that, you know, was caught on the man's helmet. Uh, but ultimately, I just, you know, if the Ravens somehow find a way to eliminate the run and you're asking Deshaun Watson to throw the ball, oh, yeah, and by the way, I mentioned the fact that the left tackle is going to be out. I just don't know how this is going to go, you know. So it's going to be interesting because I believe that they're moving and they're moving someone else. They, they've made two changes on the line. I believe that there's going to be um, the left tackle situation and the right tackle situation as well. So 
you know, this is an interesting, you know, state of events in terms of Deshaun Watson's health, as well as the health of this offensive line, if they're going to be able to keep up because this Ravens defense has done very, very well um, on the edges. We know that they're first in sacks. So we know that guys like Clowney, uh, Kyle Van Noy, even away last week was, you know, getting, getting pressure on the quarterbacks and how Deshaun Watson is going to handle it is really going to be interesting to see because this defense has just been really lights out when it comes to rushing the passer. Yeah, I think this is a bad time for Cleveland to be dealing with offensive line issues when this <laughs> has just been crazy. I agree. They've been crazy good. And both guys on the edges, too. Val Van Noy has been really good. Clowney's yep. been really good. Always been really good since he's come back. So I, I just think this is a bad time to have. Any, I mean, we looked at that injury report um, the other day on Wednesday when that it came out. And that, I mean, it looked like the Browns' entire roster was on that injury report. And you look at the Ravens, it's it's only three guys on there. And I think one of them being Morgan Moses was a full participant in practice. Um, mm-hmm. So you, it's just not a good time to be um, dealing with health issues going against this Ravens team because I, I think obviously Matt Abike is playing at a high level. Um, mentioned a lot of these guys on the defensive front. I, I, I would just, um, if I'm Cleveland, they they've kind of got to just fight it off, you know, try to try to hang in there as long as they can not hurt themselves turnovers because we expect this to kind of be a defensive battle a little bit. Yeah. So it's kind of going to be about what offense doesn't hurt themselves um, the most. And we've seen the Ravens deal with some of those issues as well with them. Some of their fumble problems If Cleveland comes out there and they're turning the ball over, which this Ravens defense has been good at forcing to this point in the year. I, I just think it'll be a bad day for them. I agree. I, I definitely think that this is going to be difficult. Um, again, they got the skill players, so I'm not going to sit here and act like, you know, they don't have guys that are competent that they can absolutely, um, make a run for I just don't I, I don't see it though Cornell like I want you know it, there's pieces there the pieces are there but there's so many question marks I think that have me wondering like yeah the pieces are there but but this but that and a lot of it has to do with health and a lot of it has to do with the fact that you know this is only going to be a second game back after missing you know x amount of games mm-hmm. so how does that fare well against a defense that is playing at such a high level right now. And that, that's the part that I think that I, I, I'm i going to put my money on the Ravens on that side right there, you know, because obviously, you know, they're right now playing at an extremely high level and they've played against formidable opponents already and have played at that similar level. I mean, this is a defense that leads the league in sacks right now. I mean, if you're Deshaun Watson and you're already dealing with a shoulder injury and you got pro- injury problems to your offensive line, you're, you're worried about this game because you know they're coming. You know they're coming. And this whole notion that the Ravens are, are only sending four and not really blitzing guys, I mean, that they, 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 they do very well. I already mentioned with the stunts, but also with the delayed blitzes they, of giving you the illusion that it's only four when really it's more. So um, I, I just, yeah, I agree. I, I just don't think this is a good matchup for Cleveland's offense. Yeah, we're, we're again, ranked 28th in DVOA. So that says a lot about what they've been doing the last few weeks. So that defense has been very good in helping them carry the load, and we'll talk about that next. 
All right, let's flip the script here. Ravens offense versus the defense of the Cleveland Browns. Currently, the Browns is listed as the number one ranked defense in DVOA versus the Ravens number four ranked offense. Um, I'm not a person, Cordell. I believe that points per game um, scoring defenses tells more of the story as opposed to yards. But look, if y'all want to use whatever metrics that you would like, because, you know, a lot of people are uh, believe that the Browns are the number one defense, and some people believe that the Ravens are the number one defense. My my thing is is that if I'm leading the league in uh, points per game, that's the number one defense to me. But that's me personally, right? But ultimately, we know that this is a very good defense. Um, the Browns are, and you know that was definitely a fear when the Ravens played them a couple of weeks ago. Took them a while to really kind of get the ball rolling there, um, but eventually found a way to um, start scoring against this defense and essentially won big in Cleveland. So you got to assume that they they know what happened the first time. They're like, we're not going to do this again. However, here's, a, here's some things here. Um, Mark Andrews has become more of a factor. And when they played you know, the first time wasn't necessarily like he was still trying to come off of whatever injury he was dealing with. Um, didn't have Keaton Mitchell at the time. Um, and he had a big breakout game. And you and I both talked about this, that we believe that he's going to find a way to get more active um, in this offense. And so um, that's to me is like, okay, well, you know, we, let's see what's going to happen here. So how do you foresee this offense potentially, or, or how can they have a repeat performance like they did the last time when they played this team? Well, I think it'll be tough to to duplicate what they did last time. I mean, they had DTR with three turn three interceptions in the game. I mean, they they benefited very much from short fields, um, and they they were good. I mean, Lamar's legs really got it going in the red zone, especially. Um, being able to get those two rushing touchdowns in that game. Mark Andrews, like you mentioned, Mark Andrews is definitely more um, of a guy now in this offense than he was then. And even then, Mark killed him, had the two touchdowns in that game. And that was really just him. I think that was really kind of his coming out party to kind of start um, this stretch for him. So, yeah, how do they go about this? First of all, like I said, it, it really depends on Cleveland's offense. Are they going to give the Ravens short fields again? Because if they are, the Ravens have shown that they will make teams pay. Um, yeah. But in terms of just how they're going to go about attacking this defense, I do still believe that Lamar's legs is going to be a factor in this game because you got to stop those edge guys. You got to slow Miles Garrett down. You can't let him know where Lamar is going to be at all times and who has the ball. So you got to play with his eyes and Keaton Mitchell coming on last week could be a perfect timing because to get those two speed guys back there um, and force those edge guys to make quick and correct decisions on some of these read options. Um, I think, it'll, I think it will be really important. Um, but this could also be a Gus Edwards game. I just really think the run game is what's going to do it for the Ravens in this week. You don't want to, this isn't the week to have Lamar sitting back there, dropping back 30 plus times. This is, this is just not what you want to do. Ronnie Stanley isn't having his best year right now. Pass protection has been a problem a little bit. Um, so I, I just, 
I would just want to keep Cleveland as honest as possible. This is a defense that likes to play aggressive, that likes to take the fight to you. And the way you kind of combat that is to run the ball, establish the run early. So that's what I'm looking for the Ravens to do. And kind of off that, go off play, get some play action going, maybe some first down play actions. I'm not opposed to that. Um, But yeah, try to try to. Uh, maybe this is the week where something down the field happens because they've established the run game so well that that play action has kind of brought people in um, and and they've gotten to finally connect to uh, Rashad Bateman or somebody down the field. I'd also say this would be a good week to bring back some of that stuff with Lamar um, presenting himself as a runner and then throwing the ball again because this is a like I said, a downhill fast type of defense. They want to hit Lamar. That's who they're going to be. All eyes are going to be on. So once he breaks out of that pocket and he presents himself as a runner, some of that stuff I believe is really going to open up down the field again. So I just, I just think it's all about kind of um, forcing Cleveland to be honest and not allowing them to just rush the passer all day, because if that's the case, the Ravens are going to be in trouble. Yeah, I, I like – so, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago when we saw Lamar kind of freelancing mm-hmm. a little bit, like, you know, pretending to run, and, and he was bringing up safeties and making the defenses honest, and yet then he was throwing the ball. I feel like that that's the type of game he's going to have to have, right? Like one of those moving around a little bit because they do have the pass rush. They've got Miles Garrett over there. Zadarius Smith over there mm-hmm. has played really well for them. So – you, you're going to have to probably, you know, the, the way that he's been in the pocket the last few weeks, and particularly with the way that Ronnie Stanley has played, because he hasn't been 100%. You know, this is not the Ronnie Stanley that we're used to. I mean, he's still playing well, but he's his anchor is lost a little bit, and so there's been some struggles there. So in this regard, I think that this will be the week that you move Lamar around a little bit, and I'm not suggesting that he runs. That's not what I'm saying. Um I think that, you know, he's just going to have to um, find a way to kind of elude the pass rush and use his legs and doing that. And then using those uh, those plays and those freelance plays of like getting the ball to Gus or getting the ball to Keaton Mitchell or, you know, throwing it um, downfield to Zay, you know, because he's extended the play. Those types of things are going to probably have to happen. Um I trust this offensive line. Don't get me wrong, but I do um, acknowledge the fact that this defense front, this defensive front is very good. And, you know, you're probably going to have to do things a little bit different. You're probably going to have to add Project Pat, a.k.a. Pat Ricard, in a little bit more for some blocking situations. You you know, or, you know, freelance to Ricard and have him, you know, block and release and have him go downfield for some things. And then that forces this defense to be honest a little bit more. So the one thing I do think about this is that I do think that this, is not necessarily going to be the same type of matchup that it was the last time. Um, I feel like that the Browns defense are going to, there's going to be some things that they're not going to allow, but then I think because Lamar has done so well with, you know, making moves on the fly that that becomes problematic for them. Um, And so that could potentially be a thing. I'm not sure if they're going to put up 28 points that like they did last time, um, because I think that, you know, this defense is very well coached by Jim Schwartz, but ultimately um, I think that they have the weaponry and the balance 
to really put the Browns on their heels and in that regard. And they're at home. Um, and, and while I understand that the Ravens ain't the, haven't been like the best in terms of um, playing at home, they've already won their one, their, their game on the road. You know what I'm saying? So now they have the crowd behind them um, to help them out a little bit. So I think that those things will be key, but you know, it will be interesting to see because, you know, Ravens ranked sixth in total offense, you know, Whatever metrics y'all want to use for the Browns, they they rank first in total offense, although I disagree, but whatever it is, is what y'all wanted to be. Um, so this is definitely the battle. I think the battle that we thought we would see a few weeks ago is more so what we're going to see Sunday mm. as opposed to the blowout that we saw a few weeks ago. Yeah, I agree. I don't I mean I, I don't think Cleveland's offense is going to play perfect, but I don't think they'll play as bad as they did. Um, yeah, that's all I'm saying. Weeks ago. Yeah. All right, so it's decision-making time, Cordell. Ravens are still listed as the number one team in DVOA, while Cleveland moved up three spots and is now the number eight team in total DVOA. So when we talked about the matchups, we know what it is. We know it's going to be Miles Garrett and Zadarius Smith versus that offensive line. We know that um, they are missing offensive linemen. I think it's Jarek Willis that is uh, out for – the, well, he's been put on um, uh, IR. And they got other players that are still trying to come back from injury as well. Um, against this defense that has been flying all around, but also Deshaun Watson is back. There's so many different variables here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you do not seem to be very afraid of this Browns offense. You were very meh when we first started this this podcast. <laughs> so I got to assume that you are underwhelmed with what they could do on one side of the ball, and that would essentially mean a Ravens victory. Am I correct on this one? You are. I mean, I, I just – this defense has been so stout all year. I don't think the Browns are going to be the offense to crack the code. I I, I just don't. I, I I don't think Watson is there right now. Um, I don't know if he'll be the quarterback that he was in Houston anymore. I mean, I, I was kind of wondering if he could, and I'm sure the shoulder injury is hindering that quite a bit. Um, but right now, I just don't think he's going to be the quarterback that, that picks this defense apart. I don't think that the Browns are going to – run the ball the way that they'd like to. I don't I, yeah. I don't know if the Ravens will completely shut the run da- run game down because they stick to the run so much um that they are going to force it to be a factor in the game. I just don't know if it'll be a big enough factor for the Browns to put up the points that they need. So um I'm going to say that the Ravens end up winning this game uh I'll say 23-17. Took my number. <laughs> yeah, okay. that's the um, kind not, of the whole, not the whole prediction, but you not the whole prediction, but okay. the twenty three was definitely uh, the mine. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Ravens are currently um, six point favorites in this game. Um, my concern, Cordell, going into this game is the fact that the Ravens simply just cannot get out of their own way when it comes to turnovers. We saw, um, I mean, and and not necessarily full turnovers, but the fumbles are still there. Even though they're recovering the fumbles at this point, it's still a problem. 
I don't know. You can't do that against this Browns Browns defense. You cannot allow them to get in position to score potentially on any fumbles. Uh, The Ravens have to find a way to make this not a thing this week because you don't want to allow the Browns to get in good field position. You don't want to allow, or you don't want to allow their defense to do the scoring for their offense, um, which is very possible as well. So um, the turnovers got to stop. I definitely think that this will be a closer game for obvious reasons. You know, the quarterback is back and all of that um, stuff. And I just really feel like that this defense of the Browns is very good. Um, not that that necessarily means anything because the Ravens have just been, oh, y'all said that this is good. Okay, well, we're going to do this on them. You know what I mean? Um, but ultimately, I do think that this will be a closer game um, because I think that they have better weapons available this go around. Uh, that being said, you know, the Ravens have done a really good job with playing up to their opponent. And the Browns right now only have three losses. The Ravens only have two losses. So uh, I think that they understand what's at stake here. They know that the Browns are a formidable team and they'll find a way to win. So I'm going to say, since you said 23, I'm going to say 24, 20. I don't, that, that, which means I don't think that they're going to cover. Obviously I think they're going to win, but then I also have the over because the over under is 38. And I, that would mean that I would have them at 40. Uh, four. So I definitely think that um, maybe like there's some type of late scoring at the end of the game that, that, that gets the Browns kind of back in the fold, but then the Ravens will somehow come out victorious in this win. So you and I both agree. Ravens it is mm-hmm. against the Browns, which if they win, when they win, will make their um, division record three and one. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a good one. That's a good one to be in. And I would just say, look, it's not going to be pretty. It's, it's, it's no, just, it's not. It's not going to be pretty. It's going to be some bad moments, um, maybe even for both sides of the ball. These division games are weird at times. You start to see some things that you haven't seen or that you weren't expecting to see. Um, you just got to prepare yourself for everything. Uh, make no mistake about it. The Browns could win. I mean, there's a path for it. I just don't believe that their offense will do enough um, to make that happen. But could I see right. a scenario in which they ugly themselves to a win? Sure. Sure. It's a division game. Anything can happen. Um but I, I would just say, yeah, this is definitely going to be a game where people are probably going to have some things to say about the Ravens offense afterwards because it just didn't always look pretty. You're probably going to see some guys on defense maybe miss some tackles or something because they got some guys that do run the ball very hard. Um, Amari Cooper can make you look bad at times, so who knows what can happen. Um, but I, all in all, I do think that the Ravens are just too hot right now, um, too healthy. Um, and just and just playing too well uh, a, a yeah. to, to lose this game at home. I agree. There's about six guys currently that the Browns are dealing with uh, with injuries that potentially won't play. And we already um, acknowledge the tackle uh, in that regard. So um, they lost their they lost a, a, a defensive back as well last week. 
So that's another thing that that's something to worry about Cameron Mitchell. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, like you said, I think that the Ravens right now are, are healthy. The Browns, while they're generally still healthy, still have question marks of health at the quarterback position, the tackle position and other situations. So it, it to me, bodes as more of a problem for them than it does for uh, the Ravens. So. Definitely get out there on Sunday. Make sure that you're loud. Make sure that you are giving the uh, offense of the opposing team a lot of issues. Help the Ravens out on defense. Uh, it should be a good one. You know, the Browns are, are not overachieving because I, I think when we did our predictions, I predicted that the Browns would be second in the division and that the Bengals would be third. So um, I'm definitely interested to see how this goes. That defense is definitely keeping them abreast thus far. Um, but the Ravens right now, just like you said, got the hot hand. So should be fun. Enjoy the games, guys, this weekend. We'll be recapping it after the game. So please look forward to the follow-up episode uh, for Winning Drive. We want to thank you all for listening. So from Cordell to me, this is Winning Drive. Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey company. 